podcast listeners to the inaugural and first episode of uh, Dueling Mic Savers. Here we go. So I'm Darren DeVore. This is Roy Tielevan. Yeah, we're really excited to get started on this. And uh, just a real uh, quick thing about our name. It is not dueling in the sense of Jedi Sith dueling because they hate each other. It's more like if you yeah, ever we like picture, each other. Yeah, if you're picture like Anakin and Obi-Wan pre-Darth Vader days. Yes. Just like sparring in the Jedi Temple. That's what this is like. Uh, yeah, just kind of a quick overview of today's episode. We'll just do a quick intro of what got us into Star Wars. We'll do our ranking of the movies because people always want to know what is what is your favorite, what's your least favorite. Um, and then, of course, we've got to talk about The Last Jedi, even though it's been you know over a month. Like, if you go on Star Wars forums, Twitter, whatever it is, this movie is still highly talked about. We want to definitely share our thoughts. Look, we're a little late to the party, but... Whatever. Whatever. We're know. starting our podcast, so... <laughs> and then last, of course, we have to talk about the solo trailer because it just dropped a week ago. Yes. And I, I had a lot of concerns about the solo movie, the need for it. I feel like a lot of those concerns have been uh, altered and changed because of, because of that trailer. Interesting. So, okay. Yeah. Um, so first, intro. I have always loved Star Wars. I, my brother, I'm the youngest of seven kids. Roy's also the youngest of seven That's kids. True, yeah. Um, but my, my brothers were obsessed with Star Wars. They had all the toys. I remember they had Adat Walker, the Ewok Village, Dagobah, Yoda's house. So I played those toys when I was like three, four years old. And then we had a VHS copy of Empire Strikes Back. That's the one we had. So I watched that thing on repeat. <laughs> and then when I was six, we had a family friend who yes. found out that I'd never seen the other, you know, New Hope and Return of the Jedi. Mm -hmm. So he was watching us when my parents were out of town, and so we did a Star Wars marathon weekend, and then I was hooked. You know, you, then you had, the, of course, the video games in the early 90s, and, uh, and the special editions that came out, and it has been just full Star Wars my whole entire life. You've been hooked since ever then. since. Ever since, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, well, I guess for me, it's funny you bring up the VHS, because, you know, I was taking notes in preparation for kind of this part of the conversation, uh -huh. and, and one of the biggest memories I have of Star Wars is, is when I was younger, I would go over to my best friend's house and he would have all the movies. And we didn't really have that many movies, but he yeah. had a whole library of movies. And I just remember seeing those Star Wars VHS <laughs> sticking out. And if you remember it, I just have like the best memories of those images. It was the blue, yes. I think it was the blue yep. New Hope. Yep, Darth Vader. Yeah, Darth Vader. And then it was purple uh, Empire Strikes Back uh -huh. with the, with the Clone Trooper, and uh, the Stormtrooper, sorry, and then you have the Return of the Jedi in the red font. Yep. Which, like, just the picture of those VHSs makes yep. me feel like, you know, so nostalgic oh, inside. And, and, and going back to, like, why why do I love Star Wars so much? I think it, it has a lot to do with um, the idea of myth, adventure, and, and just like the original one, hope, right? Yep. I, I, those, those are all principles that are super important to me and my life and my family. And, and we love having adventures. We love having hope for better things. And that's what Star Wars started out as, just like a big story of adventure and hope. And then some other side things that I wrote down, that, that like why Star Wars is so important. Not important, but like why do I love it yeah, so much? Yeah. Um, John Williams. Oh, if John Williams wasn't the composer, I don't think Star Wars would be as epic as it is. I mean, the... The music, you have the opening scene, and then of course when the Death Star attack, so oh, I'll put it on Spotify. So Roy and I, how we know each other, we're in the same uh, graduate program, and so we'll 
yeah. both like listen to our own Spotify list and we study. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you just, it's, and, and that's one reason why I love the prequels so much is because yeah. of the music of John Williams. I actually, yeah. you know, hot topic of the episode, I think, or hot take, I think that the prequel music I enjoy more than actual, mm-hmm. than the original trilogy, even though the wow. original trilogy is so classic and iconic. I, I think all the listeners are going to shut off now. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. I just, I mean, dual fates, dual man. fates I, again. And Revenge of the Sith. Across the Stars is also yeah. a big one. Yeah. But here's the thing. So John Williams is probably my favorite music artist of all time. I'm throwing in like pop artists, like modern day music, any yeah. music. His music is the most memorable, the most inspiring, and the most... Um, I, it, it like gets to the heart faster than any other music I think I've ever listened to. Yeah. And whenever I watch another John Williams movie, I know it's him because I, I can like feel it, right? Yes. And, and he evokes that in Star Wars as well. So, so one thing that like... Why do I love Star Wars so much? The music, the adventure, the story, seeing Luke Skywalker in the beginning, who's just this nobody, get a lightsaber and go off on this adventure. It's been something that I, I kind of like, I believe in the story of an underdog and an adventure, and I, and I love great storytelling yeah. through music, through visuals, and through, through plot, and that's what Star Wars is, and that's what it has. Yeah, yeah. And, and I really love that anyone can watch Star Wars. It's not a movie just made for adults. I mean, George Lucas, there's this big talk, and I saw this think piece that I really disagree with about, because the the showrunners for Game of Thrones is now gonna do a Star Wars trilogy. Yeah, yeah. And everyone's like, okay, this is, we can now get an R-rated Star Wars movie. And that is a horrible take. I mean, Star Wars was made for Darren's like, I'm not letting that happen. No, no, and I don't, thank goodness, <laughs> I saw Pablo Hidalgo on Twitter kind of Tweet some uh, response to that, yeah. and so George Lucas made Star Wars for for young kids. I mean, I don't want to, like not not seven year olds, but young mm-hmm. teenagers, and so I have a two and a half year old right now, and he he loves Star Wars. He loves Clone Wars. He loves Rebels. He loves watching the movies. He has these Sounds little like ships. Yeah, I mean, he's just I can watch that with him. In fact, I was watching the Avengers because I'm getting ready for Infinity War, and he he asked me, "So." Dad, can you turn off Avengers? I don't watch Star Wars. In my heart, that was the, one of the best dad moments ever. That my son is asking me to watch Star oh Wars, and so I, I love that. There's a there's a, a not just movie, but a lot of media. You know, you have books, you have comic books, you have the TV shows that I can enjoy with my kids that I feel that are appropriate and we can bond together with. I mean, yeah. I think he sits yeah, on yeah. he sits on the couch with me. You know, I put my arm around him. It's just a great so, for everybody. Yeah. yeah. For those who don't know. The, the creators of Game of Thrones, the TV show mm-hmm. that adapted it into a TV show, like Darren said, they're, they're actually making a Star Wars trilogy. Not Ryan Johnson's, yeah. but a separate Star Wars trilogy, which is really interesting. Yeah. Now, yeah, I'm actually a Game of Thrones fan, which, you know, I'm scared to say that in public. Why? Everyone's a Game of Thrones fan. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I've never but, seen an episode. I'm the one that should be ashamed. But you bring up a great point. That's an interesting topic. Like, will it be rated R? We don't know. Yeah, I don't will think it, so. Will, will they go so dark that it is and create this whole new, you know, um, market for Star Wars? I don't know, but that's a really interesting topic. But yes, it is for everyone. Star Wars is for my two-year-old, Wesson, your, your Wes yeah, and Santa. Yep, yep. And it's also for when we're like 80. And we're, yeah. You know, I mean, I, I watched Last Jedi with my parents in their 70s, and they loved Last Jedi. I, they loved Force Awakens. And my, you know, my wife, who didn't grow up on Star Wars, she loves the new trilogy. I mean, it's yeah. just, it's very accessible for a lot of people, which I think is... A beautiful thing that you can get a lot of people from various backgrounds yeah. to come in together and enjoy the movies and yeah, yeah. so I want to hear Roy what is your what rankings what is your ranking okay yeah. we're going in on this yeah. so I have I have a hot take on rankings okay I think ranking ranking the Star Wars ranking movies in general is kind of iffy to me but ranking the Star Wars movies is so I don't like it 
And, <laughs> and I think it's like ranking your kids. It's like you love each of them for different reasons. You have different experiences with them. So why should we say, hey, this? let, let me stack them all up next to each other and say, I think this one's better. When you have a, you know, you have this super awesome experience in this one certain way yeah. with Empire Strikes Back, you know, where you have the, the reveal of Darth Vader as yeah. Anakin. Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, and, and then you rank that next to like a new hope where, where Luke goes off on this journey. They're two complete different yeah. and they all fit. So, so I understand that I am the minority in that and I sound like an idiot. Well, no, I, you know, there's some people, um, in, on Twitter who had, someone was asking some stars person about, uh, to rank their movies. And they said, you know, it's, it's all subjective, right? And a lot of the ranking goes into nostalgia as well as experience because exactly, you, yeah. you're not really I, I know people will rank the prequels based on quality and, and even Last Jedi based on quality because they're, they're very controversial movies but a lot of it what was the first movie you're exposed to what how does the other movies relate to one another mm-hmm. what memories do you have I mean for me I I love there's a movie I'll explain when I get my rankings why I love it is because it's based off playing the, a video game you know back in the day yeah. which I absolutely loved and so it, it reminds me of those you know, 10 to 12 year old Darren playing video games with his friends on the yeah. N64 playing, you know, on my computer. So I think, I think the ranking it's, again, it's not quality so much, but what, what, what are some meaningful associations mm-hmm. that these movies have for you or, or whatever? Maybe? Anything that makes you remember N64 is <laughs> right? close to your heart. Oh, man. No, yeah. so, so, so what I did to, you know, I know you wanted some rankings, so I, I put together yeah, I the best to I could. Rankings. So I put them in two tiers. That's okay. all I did. Okay? Okay. I have my top tier and my second tier. Okay. They both are beloved to me. Okay. Both tiers. But in my top tier, I have Empire Strikes Back. I have okay. A New Hope, Return of the Jedi. They're the originals. Like, yeah. I can't okay. look down on them at all. And they're okay. all very very amazing to me um going back to those vhs titles yep. uh, great experiences a lot of nostalgia we sound like the biggest nerds ever and we are we're proud <laughs> of it um but the force awakens i throw into that top tier and that's the only one other one i'm going to throw in the interesting top okay because because um the force awakens is really interesting to me in that I, before the force awakens i always had like one foot in one foot out in regards to star wars like i would love star wars but i wouldn't tell anyone Really? Yeah. I'd be like the undercover Star Wars <laughs> time, right? But I went and watched The Force Awakens, midnight premiere at this little theater in Provo, right? And I brought my wife and we just had the coolest, most amazing experience because my wife had seen the old Star Wars and she was like, these are boring, which yeah. I understand for anyone who watches it nowadays, right? Yeah. And for the first time. Updated yeah. And... It's, it's kind of an old fashioned, boring yeah. movie to some. Excuse me. I hope that's not <laughs> blasphemy to any Star Wars fans up there. But... We had this amazing experience, and mm-hmm. and she got to experience what I experienced with the New Hope with the Force Awakens. Yeah, yeah. And, and so it, it kind of, and from that point on, I kind of took both feet and jumped right into being a complete Star Wars nerd. So then now you have and a Star Wars shirt that yeah, you're wearing, yeah. and, the, and the cool like Millennium Falcon blueprint on your wall and all that. Stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I got I got R two D two and a Stormtrooper on my desk right now. I'm all in now. And the yeah. Force Awakens, I, I think I give a lot of credit to because of that. It's got a great score. Um, Rogue One and the prequels, I put all in the um, in my second tier. In Last Jedi, second tier. The Last Jedi, that's the that's the last part of my rankings. I have no idea where it's, <laughs> and I'm not gonna throw it anywhere because I'm too uh, indecisive about yeah, that movie yeah. so far. But we'll yeah. talk about that. right? Yeah. Well, it's it's interesting because I I think a lot of people have the same similar experience. They, it's funny because for fans of the original trilogy who yeah. who watched in theaters and grew up. 
they really talk about, you know, 85 to early 90s is, it's funny, they call it the dark times, you know, like compared to like the, the Empire <laughs> the dark times. Yeah, so, because it was just kind of dormant and you didn't really have anything. All you had was maybe role-playing games, Star Wars wasn't popular anymore. And then in the early 90s, you had the video games come mm -hmm. out and then the prequels, depending on how you feel about those. And then the prequels put a lot of sour taste in people's mouths. So then the Force Awakens is like awakening the love of Star Wars. Yeah, again, yeah, right? yeah, for sure. A lot, of, a lot of different meanings in there. Which, by the way, I, I love the prequels. Yeah. I grew up during the prequels, so I naturally love them and have a lot. Well, and you just talked about how you can't rank them because, like, ranking your children. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I guess you, like, yeah, I guess you can tell <laughs> how I feel about the prequels as well. I just put them in another tier because I yeah. feel like they're not quite at the level. Of yeah. Adults. Although that's like saying your kids aren't on the, other, the level of your other kids. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe that's, yeah. So for me, my favorite is A New Hope. Like nice. that. I remember Empire Strikes Back watching as a four-year-old. You know, I I loved the beginning and the ending, the middle. As a four-year-old, you have no idea what's going on. Yeah. There's this little guy, guy, what's happening, uh, Cloud City was boring. <laughs> yeah. But man, the snow speeder action scene, Darth Vader, Luke, that was awesome. at, -AT. Yeah, but when I watched The New Hope at my friend's house, the, the family friend who we did that Star Wars marathon, mm -hmm. man, I mean, everything about that was just incredible. I mean, everything. And especially the Death Star battle at the end, and you have Biggs die, and Wedge is all cool, and then, you know, Ah, Red Leader all like yeah. hits on the surface and Darth Vader goes and does his thing. So as a little kid The music when oh, he hits, the, when he hits it through the exhaust ports. Yes, and, yes. Oh my gosh. So you have a lot of these amazing moments as the kid where your mind's blown and then then you watch Empire and Empire makes a lot more sense and then of course Return of the Jedi was at that time was the best movie I thought. As the a kid. speeding through the Redwoods is, oh, is like that was I think my favorite thing about oh. all Star Wars when I yes. was a little yeah. kid. And There's then, nothing cool. No, and right? then you have the, the big space battle with yeah. all the ships flying around. You have an A wing and you see some B wings and yeah. the Y wings are cooler. So, but yeah, New Hope is for me what really started it all. Um, and then that's why my second was Rogue One because Rogue One just I feel like Rogue One was a love letter to George Lucas and Star Wars fans. Mm -hmm. um, and then of course the original and the prequels, and it tied really everything together. And uh, then I love Revenge of the Sith. I think. You can say what you will about the prequels. I think Revenge of the Sith is a great, well-done movie. Some of the dialogue is a little cheesy between Anakin and Padme, whatever. Just a little. Just, just a hair. But Darth Vader <laughs> and Obi-Wan, that fight is the best. So then I'd say Empire, Last Jedi put in the middle, then Return of the Jedi, and then Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, and then Force Awakens is my least. Now, I love Force Awakens now because of Last Jedi. Mm -hmm. But Force Awakens had a different experience. My wife loved it. She did not like Star Wars, and then she was like, this is amazing. I like felt like I wanted to cry. So right. I that's yeah that the, is the last Jedi. Where did you put it? In the middle. In the middle. It's like okay. pretty smack dab. In and the you're middle. sure on it already? Or I think so. That one's I, it floats around in the middle. I'm not quite sure where. I know it's not on the top. I know it's not on the bottom, uh, but it definitely is in the middle. But yeah, I mean to kind of segue into the last Jedi. Yeah. I want to know like for you why you have nowhere, no idea where to put it. Yeah. So the last Jedi, such an interesting topic, interesting movie. Um, mm -hmm polarized completely the, the fan base. Yeah, which Empire Strikes Back was polarizing when it came out. Yeah. Interesting enough. No, that's so true. And people say that. Um, first reaction leaving the theater, I mean, we went oh, together. Oh, I had no idea. For, I think I liked it, but I wasn't sure. For me, I'm kind of a giddy Star Wars fan, so I yeah. was just so happy I got another I got another two and a half hours of yeah. Star Wars, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I was pumped. I walked out of there super happy, thought it was the, one of the best... I, I put it right next to The Force Awakens yeah. and, and put it in the top tier. Tier one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I loved everything about it. Um, but 
I, I think it's great visually. Mm-hmm. Some of the best visuals we've ever gotten. In oh, the fight with Ray oh and Kylo. That was, I feel like, one of the best visual I mean, you get, you get Ray and Kylo fighting these guards that just yeah. look so menacing. We actually have guards that look like they can fight yes. in Star Wars, yes. right? Yes. <laughs> and that scene where it's kind of that slow-mo or... Um, it's been a while, but I think Kylo grabs someone grabs the lightsaber and then it catches his hand and then they start fighting, right? Yes, you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and 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 like the visual of the holdo maneuver when she slices through yes. know, hyperspace. And then it went silent. That that was chilling in the theater. I mean that was yeah, that was great. Yeah, um kind of giving out my nerd stats. I've gone to see this movie three times. So which is probably bad. Force Awakens I watched six times in theaters. <laughs> but I, I saw this movie three times in theaters and I probably won't go again. Uh-huh. Um, but every time that, yeah, that, that happens, it goes dead silent and you just get these audible gasps. Yep. So cool. Yeah. Such yep. a cool experience. Um, but, but I, you know, and I, and I, the visuals at the end of the movie, crate, the whole crate sequence is just, it's, it's art. It's mm-hmm. an art gallery, right? Yep. Of Star Wars, which I love. The, I just have one major gripe with the movie, just one gripe. Okay. And, and and I think we've discussed this before. Yeah. But my main gripe with The Last Jedi is I just feel that and this is like a fact that we know now, they didn't write the whole script for the trilogy, for the three movies. Yep. They wrote The Force Awakens and then they said, Hey, Ryan Johnson, go and write whatever you want for The Last Jedi. It wasn't called The Last Jedi. It was whatever you want to yeah. call it and yeah. wherever you want to take the story. Which is a, it's, it's a bold approach. But I think by doing it, it just left things... Uh, it left the trilogy feeling like it, it's not attached. Like it's mm-hmm. not a whole piece and it's kind of two separate parts. Yes. Which which, which in some ways I, I, I totally forgive and I think the movie works awesome. But in other ways I think uh, it kind of... It hurts, it hurts the trilogy. And I'm hoping that J.J. Abrams can turn episode 9 into something that pieces everything together. Yeah. So if that if that's the case, you know, I'd put The Last Jedi way up higher. But for now, I, I don't know where it sits. I, I love the moments in the movie. I love the movie, but... So your concern is, do they have an overarching plan? Or well, is it just kind of, we're just doing movie by movie? I think the concern is the disconnect between The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. Yeah. I feel like some things were ignored and, and kind of weren't treated as they should have been. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's an interesting YouTube video that I think talks about this that I thought was interesting. It's called, Is the Problem with Star Wars The Last Jedi Chemistry? And the author of the video really talks about how J.J. Abrams and Ryan Johnson have very different storytelling ideas. You know, J.J. Mm-hmm. Abrams is all about the mystery box. Right. Where, who's raised parents? Yeah. Where is Luke? Who's the First Order? We're not going to answer him. We're, We're just going to throw the questions Who's Snoke, yeah. right? And, and we then, love it. We eat it up. Yeah. I, I ate it up. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, and then Ryan Johnson's like, all right, we're literally going to cut some of this in half, right? So mm-hmm. we're just going to, Snoke, mm-hmm. nope, we're not going to deal with mm-hmm. it. We're not going to deal. Okay, Luke is just this bitter old guy, yep. you know. Um, Ray's parents is nobody, right? So um, the way that the video describes it, which I liked, is is J.J. Abrams is like the setup. He compares it to a rocket ship, right? right? He's the control room setup. Uh, and then Ryan Johnson is the rocket already in the sky. Mm-hmm. We didn't have that takeoff, mm-hmm. that yeah, transitions. Yeah, yeah. So, and it's funny too, because I feel that a lot of people like myself who struggle with Force Awakens really enjoyed Last Jedi, and people who really enjoy Force Awakens really struggle with Last Jedi. Um, and I think because they are very different types of mm-hmm. storytelling. Right. And um, I do also am concerned with this, what, what is the overall game plan going exactly. forward? Um, 
I, I did read something interesting that Pablo Hidalgo, I think it was him that tweeted this, if, if it wasn't, it was someone in Star Wars, that, you know, George Lucas didn't know that Darth Vader was going to decide that Darth Vader was going to be Luke's dad until 78 or 79? Mm-hmm. I guess 78. Yeah, that came organically. That yeah. was a change. That, yeah. wasn't, that wasn't scripted, yeah. right? Yeah. And then That's Princess Leia wasn't Luke's sister until uh, 81. Mm-hmm. The one thing, so the argument is, well, George Lucas didn't have a fully planned out right. either. Right. The one thing is that George Lucas is still overseeing everything. With this, you have different directors telling their own stories within the same universe, trying to make everything cohesive. And I do think it can create a really jarring experience, like right. what you're right. you're describing. And the the thing that I that I've really enjoyed though about the Last Jedi that makes it more middle of the pack, and where I actually really love it, mm-hmm. and has actually helped me like, because the Force Awakens, I dealt with it because it was Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Because of the Last Jedi, I now love it. Even though it's my least favorite of the Star Wars movies, mm-hmm. I still love The Force Awakens. Right. Now, because of Last Jedi, I, I like for a couple of reasons. One, it makes Kylo Ren a very interesting character. He's not I love just, Kylo Ren. Yes, he's like, not just some I want to be a Darth Vader wannabe. It's yes, I have the darkness inside of me. Mm-hmm. My uncle sensed that, wanted to kill me, right. and now I've been I've been you know betrayed by my uncle who. The Jedi talk about their ideals. Well, right. their ideals led to him wanting to strike me down, mm-hmm. right? So they're they're evil, and why would I even want to go down that path? Right. Makes it very, and he's very conflicted though. Like when he, we know from Last Jedi that when he killed Han Solo, it was not a, hey, I'm committed to this. It actually shattered him and made him unbalanced. Mm-hmm. Like he has not been able to fully commit to the dark side, even though he is doing everything he can to to do so. So I th- that that conflict there is very interesting. I also really love that it really, again, like with Rogue One, is a love letter to George Lucas and the prequels and the Clone Wars TV show. A lot of themes in The Last Jedi, such as balance in the Force, how the Jedi were corrupt and and had a lot of issues mm-hmm. and really led to where things are now in the galaxy, um, was those were all calling... The Emperor, not Emperor Palpatine, but but Darth Sidious. Darth Sidious, that was right. interesting. That yeah, so um, and even in the Jedi Temple, there's this mosaic on the floor that, if you look at the Visual Dictionary, it is it's prime it's, Jedi. It's the prime Jedi, and it's balanced. It looks like a yin yang. Mm-hmm. So this whole thing of balance, this theme with Darth Vader, mm-hmm. Anakin, the Jedi being at fault and really not being who they thought they were, mm-hmm. seeing that kind of really fulfilled and played out in the Last Jedi. I really like that because I felt that in Force Awakens, J.J. Abrams was really trying to shy away from George Lucas in the prequels. The prequels. He, he, it was a love letter to the original. Yes. But but it was like to one version of George Lucas. Yeah, Williams, you got to break the whole, it yeah, up. But Last Jedi did that really well. I think that's interesting as well. And I think uh, something else that's interesting about The Last Jedi is, did you notice that like the whole Snoke throne room scene with... Ray and Kylo, it's it's like exactly the Return of the Jedi yes. throne room mm-hmm. scene. Yep. Like even down to Darth Vader kills the big, yeah. the main bad guy. Uh-huh. But I think it's so cool that they flipped it on its head and said, "Well, he did that, but he did it for dark reasons yes. and not yeah. to save his son." Yeah. So it, it it was a callback to the originals, but then it was also kind of switching kind of inverted. Up. Yeah. No, no. One. So there. Don't get me wrong. There are so many things that I love. The Last Jedi overall. I love yeah. the movie. I, it's in my top. You know, I, maybe it is in my top tier. I don't know. I'm, I'm saying as we're thinking, <laughs> but but one thing that kind of like I think that made me the thing about the Last Jedi it left a lot of weird feelings with me. Uh-huh. One weird feeling I got with it was every Star Wars episode had it, it's a myth. This story is, is it's a myth, right? Mm-hmm. Every single one, yeah. and, and 
and we go from like an age in time to another age in time episode one episode two episode three four yeah. five six mm-hmm. and this one was weird because it was like I went from day right one. after I went from like Tuesday to Wednesday yes yeah, yeah, I agree so, with that. so because of that I don't I feel like it I I lost some epicness I yes I agree because with that. it was just like no we're just looking at this one time I I would have preferred for it to have been hey five years down the road what's happened to Ray what's she mm-hmm. doing differently how's Kylo changed yeah and and, and and that's not the fault of Ryan, I don't think. I think JJ, JJ set it up where it had to be that way. Where it had to be that way. And, yep. and so there's a lot of it. And I think a lot of this goes back to they didn't have a blueprint. They didn't have a game plan. Yeah. And this, did that hurt them? Because um, there's a lot of the issues with Last Jedi that people have that JJ, like what other direction could have Ryan mm-hmm. gone with the setup of JJ? What do you do when Luke's disappeared and gone and doesn't even know what Han Solo died? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you deal with that? He's, he's an angry old... And Ryan did a great job with everything that he left him, I think. Yeah, I yeah. think. I don't, uh, the question I have is, in 20 years, do we look back at this trilogy and say, it was kind of like a two-episode um, you know, trilogy, and then, mm-hmm. and then, the, then you have like the other... It's like, yeah. you have the first two, and then you have the third one. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? Because I think in the, in the third one, they will take some time. Yes. 10, 10 years in advance, five... I hope so. Yeah. Well, a question I have for you, and this is the going, is going around, is... Is that storytelling wise? And we know money wise and financially, it's very necessary because it's made them, you know, two and a half, three billion dollars. Look, Disney's doing okay. Yeah. So, but <laughs> storytelling wise for Star Wars, did you have to tell this tr- this story of this trilogy? Yeah. Did, did you? Uh, That's a you great think? question. Yeah. That you're asking me if I. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I. Because I have a brother. If who, it's my personal, that's his. If someone friend. came up to me and said, "Hey, yes or no to this story." I'm screaming yes. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I want any Star Wars I can get, yeah, right? Yeah. So, I, did they have to tell it? I, I don't think so at all. I think they bookended Luke Skywalker's story very well. Yeah. And it did not need to be told. Yeah. But I think in, in like, in the realm of how could they reawaken and, and kind of bring Star Wars back, I think it was a great way of doing it. Oh, totally. So... Yeah, I, I think I think it has to be told. And the reason why I'm going to say yes on this yeah. is because you're bringing back the themes of the prequel trilogy of balance and the, what, what was the legacy of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. The legacy of the Jedi really is that they, they created Darth Vader. Now, you could say Darth Sidious was, you know, planting seeds and all this stuff, but... You had Anakin, who was older when he joined. Mm-hmm. He had his obviously his tendencies to the dark side, and instead of working with him, they're very dogmatic. You can't show emotion. You can't love. Oh, you're afraid for your mother? Well, just get over it. Yeah, what's that all about? Yeah, you know. And then, so I really strongly believe if Qui Gon had been his master, I don't think Anakin would have would have joined the dark side because the only person that he really went to that would listen to him was Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Senator and Palpatine listened to him and then of course now he's Chancellor right. listened to him where he goes to the Jedi and they just kind of brush him aside and so this wasn't Anakin's big mistake right no I think there it was were a the lot Jedi. of factors yes. that played and then if teams. you watch the Cold Wars you can see what they did with Ahsoka I mean that was kind of to me one of the nails in the coffin for him mm-hmm. just being these guys are just as corrupt and awful as anybody else they're on their high and mighty tower what are they doing good? They're not Clone good. Wars, for those who haven't seen Clone Wars, Ahsoka is... Ahsoka Tano is your life? Yeah, she's awesome. Amazing character, yes. right? And great Starts out kind of annoying, but yes. ends up becoming like yes. such a cool yeah. character. And she has a great story arc um, that really, I feel like, feeds into to Anakin uh, turning. So, The Last Jedi, I think, shows the fruits of 
of the prequel trilogy and seeing what what's the lasting effect and why you can't build up the Jedi like they were in the Old Republic, mm -hmm. right? The other thing I really like is that it's interesting to me to see what is Anakin's legacy. Mm -hmm. You know, yes, he had his his um, you know his Leia and Luke. And Return of the Jedi, we think everything's great, but then you see how his legacy is still living on and impacting his next generation and how that's ruined the life of Luke, ruined the life of Leia, and then Kylo. his son-in-law, you know. Yeah, Kylo, exactly, right? So I think it's a very... Kylo, to me, with his ties to how the Jedi impacted him, Luke failing because he started to try and implement old Jedi ideals, mm -hmm. realizing his mistake... Those factors, to me, show why this story needs to be told and why it's very interesting and, and a really great addition to the Star Wars lore as opposed to just a cash grab by, by right. Disney. Well, if you were pitching that to Disney, they would have made it, which good thing they didn't need you to <laughs> But I, I thought it was a great pitch to why they needed it. Oh, thank you. Appreciate um, that. But yeah, uh, do you have any other thoughts no. on The Last Jedi? I think, I think we've kind of... We can go into detail maybe on a full episode on The Last Jedi yeah. because there's so much to talk about in yeah. that movie. There's but symbols. Can, and Yeah, there's just so much. We, we were just actually, when we started setting up for this, this episode, uh, we were talking about how Princess Leia's hair even yes. is a reference to Darth Vader's helmet, yeah, right? Yeah, which I didn't know that. That was all, yeah, yeah. That was all Roy. Um, um, but yeah, there, there's a lot in there. And, and Ray, we didn't even talk about Ray, which is like... Ray can do no wrong in my in my, which is like why a lot of people hate her is because she's this Mary Sue character. But also, I just, I just think Daisy. You know, Ridley, that's the funny thing. Yeah, and I, I think Daisy Ridley is like plays such a good part. Oh, yeah, she and I great. think it's okay to have someone who who struggles, but but always comes out on top because that's what we hope for. Star Wars is all about hope. Yeah, it's not about you again. Know, that is the same formula that you had in the old original trilogy. Exactly. Yeah, and and anyways, we can talk about Last Jedi a lot more, but let's dive into the solo trailer. Yeah, I want to. So. Um, I will admit when the original directors, uh, was it Philip Lord the, and the Lego Chris movie Miller, guys, yeah, and Jump, Jump, Jump Street, Street, yeah, I was Jump really Street? turned yeah. off because Solo's not like, a comedy. Ew. Yes, really, it's like it is not a comedy. It is, you know, there's some funny situations, yeah. but he is just this smooth, and especially yeah. with Lando, you know, Lando's totally smooth. But when you hear the reports of, okay, let's do improv scenes and let's make it funny and you know that that's not that's not Star Wars to me and that's not that's not Han Solo so I was really just turned off until Ron Howard came on then I'm completely sold I love his work we did on Beautiful Mind on Apollo 13 even though I don't love The Grinch on Soul Christmas I think it was a really interesting aesthetic Ron Howard's a great director yeah he's awesome I, so, I'm on board with him as well so I was and I would see some stuff on Twitter that he'd do pictures so when I saw the trailer it just in um, reaffirmed to me like okay this is this is going to be a great movie. It's a heist movie. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Millennium... And even then, it's cool to see the Millennium Falcon before it was the Millennium Falcon. Right? Mm -hmm. when it, was, it looks like this pleasure craft that yeah. Lando had. Not a mark on Not it. A, yeah, exactly. Scratches. Yeah. So yeah. it's great because in a, in a New Hope, when he said, I've added my own modifications, yep. you really see that, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I'm really on board with this. I think the characters look interesting. I think... Um, yeah, it's just... It looks great. I was very, very hopeful with the uh, with the trailer. That's good to hear. That's good to hear, Darren. I'm glad you're you're excited about it. Yeah. I think I was in the same boat that I wasn't. I Han Solo is a character that everyone loves. Probably yeah. the most you know loved character in all of Star Wars. I would yeah. say by 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 heavy Star Wars nerd fans. Uh -huh. And so taking that and saying we'll make a whole movie with it is a huge risk. Yes. Cause Especially because you have now you yeah. can't have Harrison Ford, right? So how would you, you can't have Harrison Ford for one and two is. It, it'll be very, very, very difficult to top it. 
Yeah. So basically your only goal is to say, hey, can we meet the the swag, the coolness, and the charisma of the Han Solo character with the new guy? Yeah. And that's like a miracle. I, I would say that's a miracle. That's that's like shooting the exhaust ports yeah. blowing up the Death Star. So so, so you're, you're basically making this movie, you're aiming for like a low mark. <laughs> so, so that's why I, I was kind of in the same boat as you and I was kind of not, I was very um, worried about this movie. And I think here's what the trailer did for me. The trailer got me really excited. It looks like it's gonna be a really well done film. Mm -hmm. There were some shots in it that just like- Oh, visually. Visually, yeah. Do you think that's the Kessel Run at the end of the trailer? I, I totally think that's the Kessel Run. I do too. I 100%. Yeah, me too. I, we, could, we could be completely wrong, but I, that's gotta be it, right? Yeah, and then the ties, the the ties look interesting. And they have these red, like, what is it? Like night vision? I don't know what that is. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, and they, got, they have like those octopus looking, yes. like out of tentacles. Yeah. But but yeah, what else could the tent? the castle run be than like some adventures crazy, crazy like yep. it's not light speed it's like no maneuvering through yes. this crazy you know path whatever it is but like some shots gave me like the chills in it there's one shot of Han Solo I, I assume it's him his gun you know, yes the iconic the western, gun strap the western scene it's a western shot dude yep. it, it, and, he, and he puts it he, he like unstraps his gun yep. and then and then it it cuts to a shot of the bounty hunters. Yes. I don't know if they're bounty hunters, but it looks like a gangster group. Yes. And the main one, who it seems like he's gonna be the main villain mm -hmm. of the movie. He's got like spikes coming out yes. of his head. He's got the, really aesthetically cool looking. He has like, a, it's like a Kylo Ren looking like silver yeah. mask, but it's yeah. not. Like that shot is what I like. If I want to see Han Solo movie, I want to see Han Solo like throwing down with these guys. Yes. And like you said, I don't want it to be like super comedic. I want it to have the, the naturally funny moments, yes. but I want it to be this heist adventure Western movie and it looks like it's gonna be yeah, so that's why I'm a little bit excited. Yeah, and I thought when I first saw the trailer, you know, Alden uh, Enric, I had a really it was really jarring for me. It's like, yeah. oh, it's not Harrison Ford. But I think if we can, as viewers, get to like this, this is, it's not he's not a replacement for Harrison Ford. He's mm -hmm. a younger Han Solo, right? So yeah. And there are going to be some differences there. I don't want him to do an impression of no. Of I want him to do. Ford. I want him to yeah. do a Han Solo, exactly. young Han Solo, not a Harrison Ford guy. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. And there's going to be some differences there because when we meet him in New Hope, obviously he's a little bit jaded. He's mm -hmm. a little bit. Um, I don't want to say scarred, but just kind of you know he's doing the smuggler thing, right? Right. Right. And he's <laughs> blows through all of his money, and he's being hunted by you know. He's doing John, Han Solo. Yeah, he's doing Han Solo, and this is him becoming the Han Solo that we know. So, and it's interesting because the Han Solo in Force Awakens is very different from the Han Solo in, in the original trilogy. Which is okay. It should be. He's got yes. He's, I mean, he's lost his son. He's lost his wife. You know, he is... 30 years down the yeah, road. Yeah, 30 right? years down the road. So I want to see... I, we want that. I also want to see that difference of, mm -hmm. of Han Solo as a younger version, right? So right. how can we see this natural progression through right. whatever 40 years, 50 years, right. whatever it is... Um, and I thought he did a good job. I thought like there's some parts where like okay yeah that that's Han Solo. it's not Harrison Ford Han but it's Han Solo and Donald Glover is Lando to me. He just there's this one Period. scene where that's he smiles. And like, <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's Lando. <laughs> yeah. So 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 yeah. There's a couple things that like I'm really excited about this film is is. The, the images, the like court, uh, cinematography. I was gonna yeah. say choreography. Don't you love the beginning of the trailer? Like they do the clicks every time they move the mechanics yeah, of the show. It looks, it's gonna be amazing. Yeah. But the cast. Yes. You got, you have, you have the, the, um, the Queen of Dragons. Yep. Yep. Daenerys Targaryen yep. from Game Millia of Thrones. Clark. Millia Clark is in this movie. And she looks like she's going to be like the love interest and yeah. maybe, maybe someone really important to Han Solo that yeah. would be really cool. She's an amazing actress. You have 
Donald Glover, just like you said. You got um, Woody Harrelson. I'm excited for him. He what, is what have so you not good at playing Woody? a scrunchy, just full on. Yeah. When have you not liked him, right? Yeah. He's amazing. And I think uh, his name is Beckett in the movie. Um, uh, yeah. Amelia yeah. Clark is, is Kira. It's my wife's name. So oh. I'm extra excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have Kira as Amelia Clark. Beckett is going to be um, Woody Harrelson, who's it looks like he'll be like that kind of, uh, what's his name? From Hondo from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. He looks like yeah. he'll kind of play that character. He's like, yeah. maybe maybe he took care of Hansel when yeah, he was younger. I, I, yeah. And, and helped him run the streets. I don't know. But but the cast looks amazing. But I'm concerned about I'm concerned about Alden Aaron Rag, however you say his last name. I'm concerned about him. I don't know if he's gonna be if he's gonna have the charisma of Hansel. Yes. And in, in the trailer, like it was okay, but um, I'm predicting that he he'll he won't live up to expectations, but I think the rest of the cast will and the the direction and plot of the movie will. Yeah. So I'm predicting it's going to be a, it's going to yeah. be a smash. It's going to be awesome. On a side note, it's interesting. I, I wonder if this is a test run to then what do you do with Indiana Jones? Because if people accept him as young Han Solo, yeah. he therefore the next Indiana Just Jones movie. Him in. Yeah. Well, either him or someone else. Where you do we know that Harrison Ford's in the next Indiana Jones movie. Do you do a move like the very first episode of the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles? Yeah. Is you had a the teenage. The teenage Indiana Jones and then the little kid Indiana Jones. In right? case anyone's wondering, Darren is probably the, the nerdiest Indiana Jones guy I know. He's, I love he's Indiana obsessed, Jones. Which yeah. I am as well, but he's got me by far. I, I love Indiana Jones. Yeah. So I'm curious to see if that's like a, a test or a template this, yeah. to can we can we go younger and do different stories. Mm-hmm. But no, overall, the, the trailer um, really really tempered a lot of my, my concerns. Do you hope it shows you how, how he... Uh, Saved Chewie. Oh yeah, I think it will. It's got to. It has to. Yeah, it has to. Yeah, it it has to do it. And the Money Falcon. I love how it is. It looks very different than the one that we know. And so Mm -hmm. it's fun. I mean, that it's all clean and the walls are white. And and you were saying we have a picture of the Millennium Falcon up in the office. You're saying like the middle. The pitchfork look is not there. That middle section is is actually part of the Falcon. It's in there in the trailer, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and if you look at the they did character posters actually of Lando. I'm guessing uh, it's an escape pod or something. That's why it's gone. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, it is. It was something where it just sped, you know, caused draft, and so I I have no idea. But I'm really yeah. I think it's gonna be great. And you know what? So far they haven't they haven't disappointed. Even though Force Awakens was disappointing. I can't really count it anymore because yeah. it was just a lead into The Last Jedi, which yeah. I love. So. How dare you say that, by the way. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, so any, any plot predictions you want to throw out? For? Just curious. Han Solo? Han Solo. Um, I think Solo. Kira's going to be bad. Kira? I think Kira's going to be bad. No. I think so. Why are you going to say that? I think she's going to be bad. I think, I think, I think Kira's going to... Kira or Beckett are going to be bad. The one of them... Every time there's a high school, there's always an inside person who ends right. up being bad. No, so I think it's going to be Kira... Or to, or, uh, or to buy a specket. That's a really good point. Yeah. I, I hmm. Yeah, I think I I I give more percentage to to Beckett being bad. Yeah. But yeah, that's a good yeah. prediction. I, it looks like Han's gonna be enlisting in the Empire. See, I wonder. I was just thinking about this right now. I think that's part of the heist. Oh, okay. I think that's like getting inside stuff. Yeah. That's part of the My heist. guess is he enlists in the Empire, and at some point he goes to the land where Chewie's enslaved. Well, that's what was in the EU, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like in the, um, what's it, Legends called? Yeah, yeah, Expanded yeah. Universe Legends. So, so I think, I, my guess is he goes there, like in Legends, and, and he, he's 
supposed to be in charge of this slave or goes to visit them and, yeah. he, and he can't stand it so he breaks out Chewie and then Chewie's yeah. and got the life death. So. Mm. Yeah, I, I I think he enlists to this part of the heist. And I think Kira's got to die. I think she's dying. She's she, she's risking her life to save Han. And, yeah. you, think, you think that's what's happening? Yeah, she's yeah. not in anything else. She's, yeah. It's the Rogue One effect, right? Yep. Well, you it comes to come out, May? Yeah, Memorial Day. Memorial Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, I think that wraps up our first episode um all right well thank you all for listening uh until next time we promise with our next episode that we'll get better at podcasting this is our first run and we had fun and we can't wait till next week thank you so much and may the force be with you